KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Jim Melward. I've been doing policy stories pretty much daily on the vaccine for months now with the governor, the Pennsylvania Department of Health, the counties. But in a morning meeting, someone asked me, what should someone who's just starting out in the search for a vaccine appointment do? And I was kind of stumped. But anyone who's spent time looking for a vaccine in Pennsylvania has probably heard of Dr. Christine Meyer's Facebook page. It's called PA COVID Vaccine Matchmaker. In about a month of existence, it has 55,000 followers and has helped literally thousands of Pennsylvanians find the vaccine appointment. So I reached out to Dr. Meyer. Her staff and volunteers through her Facebook page can help everyone in searching for vaccine from giving people tips and tricks from what they've learned all the way up to full-service seekers who help those who don't have access to a computer or aren't good at navigating the web. The evolution of the page, how it started, and where it is now is also fascinating. And after weeks of pressing politicians for answers, I got to say, I really needed an interview with someone like Dr. Meyer. So I guess, start off from the beginning, how did this Facebook page come about? So it was... uh I guess it was about five weeks ago now, we were, there was a bad snowstorm forecast for a Monday. And so on Sunday night, you know, we were calling basically canceling office hours the next day, which always drives me insane because I'm like, oh, I can't believe we can't work. And plus we have this policy where I pay people if we have a snow day. So I was like, how are we going to make use of this snow day? So my patients had been asking for help scheduling appointments. I thought, oh, I'll just get the staff that's working from home to connect our patients with vaccine appointments. So I told my staff, I'm like, all 15 of you guys working from home, like, we're just going to get some patients to email you and help them make appointments. That's all you're going to do all day. And for me, I'm like, all right, that sucks that I'm paying my MAs to do this, but, you know, kind of like it's a community thing, whatever. So I posted on our practice Facebook page and I just said, hey, if you need help getting a vaccine appointment, email us at this email address and my team working from home will help you. Well, we got 1,200 emails in two hours and the email server crashed, like literally it's never happened in 15 years of practice. So we were like, "Uh, this is not going to work. So uh, I was like, how do I connect, you know, people like these 1,200 with people like my staff who have the ability and the time to try to help. And I thought, oh, a Facebook group would be a great way to do it. But honestly, like my intention was very, like the vision was very small. It was like, take five people who need vaccine appointments and connect them with five people who know how to get vaccine appointments and like make a match. Like that's it. And what it morphed into has just been unbelievable totally different than what i envisioned but way 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 better for sure are you at 55,000 followers yeah. now yeah crazy so when you say it, it morphed into something you never expected it would be i mean, here you are at 55,000 and how much of it, it it seems like it almost kind of runs its i don't want to say runs itself but it seems like there are people on there who are willing to volunteer and do the work and so I don't, I don't mean to say that you're not doing anything, but it seems like it's kind of the momentum's built and it's a snowball down a yeah. hill now. Yeah, I mean, it is a beautiful thing because I'm doing very, very little in front of the scene. So basically, the so it went from this idea of like matching one-on-one to it became sort of like a crowdsourcing site for information. Like people were just sharing tips and tricks and things like that. And then 
very quickly, I would say within a week or two, we started seeing like bad information being shared. Like, no, you can't do that. People started sharing like personal links and like jacking up scheduling programs, like the health department, private links are being shared. And it was like a mess. So we're like, we can't do that. And then of course we had our typical scammers and spammers. So, you know, partway through, we were like, we need to have a lot of moderators for this group. So we ended up with like, I don't know, 30 or 40 people that I knew from, from patients or from my staff that were moderating. And that worked for a little bit. And then they were like, dude, like there's literally a thousand posts a day. Like we can't keep moderating all these posts and all these comments. So that's when we made the decision to close the group to public posts and basically just create all of these threads that uh, admins post and then people can comment on them. So like we created a Rite Aid thread and a Wegmans thread and a health department thread and just made sure that the information under each of those threads was legit, like curated, validated, checked, double, triple checked, kept up to date. So then all we really had to do is moderate the comments, which made it a lot easier. And of course, people were super mad at first. They were like, oh, I can't believe I can't write a post now. But I think once people realized that it made it a lot easier to get to the right information the first time, it's worked so much better. My wife spent time on on the Facebook page and you know she's helped people get uh, appointments. She found an appointment kind of through info on there. And the other day, she told me that Rite Aid is only focusing on teachers. Right. And I was talking to the governor and Department of Health, and I was like, no, that's CVS that's doing that. Johnson & Johnson vaccines going to CVS. And she's like, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. And sure enough, I found out that Rite Aid, based on, on President Biden's uh, instruction, was solely focusing on teachers. So even even for those of us who think we know what's going on at right. the state level and county level – there's still info that crowdsourcing, I guess, is just so beneficial. Yeah. And honestly, that lesson about the teachers was learned the hard way through a crap ton of drama because, you know, people blame us. <laughs> like, I think they forget that this is just a bunch of people who are volunteering. Like, nobody's getting paid. Nobody has a job. Like, we all have jobs, but nobody has a job to do this thing, right? So when we found out about that writing thing, we were like, because they used to ask for qualifiers, you know, like, why are you in 1A? And all of a sudden, one of our moderators was like, uh, Rite Aid took all their qualifiers off. Now it's basically like, are you a teacher, period. And so when we shared that with the group, people were so angry. And then that, of course, started a lot of commentary about why do teachers get to get the vaccine? And, you know, that was the stuff that we had to, like, shut down and be like, nope, that's not what this group is about. But, yeah, I mean, that was huge. Do you have any idea how many people you've been able to help find appointments? Well, so we have um, people who need help fill out this form, um, this seekers form, and that gets dumped into a spreadsheet. And then we sort the spreadsheet by, like we sorted it by age, 75 and up first. And then when people find a vaccine, they are supposed to fill out this opt-out form, which removes them from the spreadsheet. So our only way to really track is by counting up all the people who've opted out. But there are tons of people who just don't bother. You know, like they get their appointment, they're done. Like they don't care about our stats or whatever. So people who've filled out the opt-out form are like well over 2,000. 
I mentioned to you before I hit record that that I talked to a provider today who who brought up your site and said you guys should be running this for the state. I mean, it's it's reached the point where it seems like you guys are more helpful than this this wide open kind of scattershot setup that the, that the state has. Exactly. I mean, I think it's because we we learn the hard way and fast how to organize the information. You know, fast being the key word. I think the state they're focused so much on their process over speed. You know what I mean? Like they really want to make sure like just everybody stays in their lane and like all the T's are crossed and stuff. And we just don't have time for that. I mean, and for me, from a medical perspective, like I understand that we are literally in a race against these variants. Like we cannot mess around trying to get everything perfect before we release information to people. So we do fumble around, you know, like, like I was saying, like bad stuff gets shared, links get shared that shouldn't, um, people drive four hours when if they waited one more day, they would get a vaccine next door, like all that stuff happens, but it's all in the interest of just this mad race that we're all in. Have you seen any trends as you've been doing this? Does it seem like, you know, it, it's getting easier for people to find oh, these appointments? One. Or? hundred percent. Like I'll tell you, like last week I started seeing, like I keep this um, unofficial tally, like of the patients I see in my office. And last week I was like, Oh, you know, like maybe five of the patients I saw in the course of the day had an appointment or got a vaccine. Right. This week, I would say like every single eligible patient, like maybe not my 19 year old healthy person, but every eligible patient that wants a vaccine either has had a dose, has had both doses or has an appointment coming up, which is just astonishing. So that's the unofficial tally. But even just uh, looking at the group, you know, like Rite Aid the other day dropped 20,000 appointments like in one day. So, and, and these, these providers, they've finally figured out that they shouldn't release appointments till they have vaccines, you know? So it definitely shows us that that bottleneck is opening up and it is amazing. I mean, it's literally just life-changing what's happened just in this last week. I, I, I came to you today because we had a conversation in our, in our morning meeting where people were saying, like somebody asked, where do you even start? What's your recommendation to that person who's who's about to get into this, either for themselves or a loved one? Where do they start? Well, I always tell people, like, remember the basics. Like, you know, when you want to bake something, like you can't even look at a recipe if you don't have flour, eggs and sugar. Like, don't even bother. You're going to need those three things. Right. So I tell everybody, just look at the basics. Make sure that you're registered with the local health department, wherever you are. I know the health departments have sort of let a lot of people down, but that is like your baseline. I tell everybody to make sure that if they've been treated by a major healthcare system in their area, to make sure they have an active portal account because all of the big health systems are using patient portal accounts to notify people who are eligible for vaccines once they have them. Mainline health, uh, Penn Medicine, they're giving thousands of vaccines, but if you don't have an active patient portal account, you're not going to know about it. That's number two. And then number three, I say use the resources like our group for local providers like pharmacies, small amount of physician offices, things like that. Because for people who aren't 
getting a quick enough appointment through the health department or maybe have really never been treated by a major health system, their best bet is going to be like the pharmacy providers. And, and on the other hand, um, what's kind of been the most frustrating as you've been doing this? Um, I think the screw ups at our government level, to be honest with you, like, like here's a good example. So the health department emailed people links to schedule appointments and those links got shared and everybody was mad and they had to cancel appointments. Right. So then the health department said, we're going to correct that by password protecting these links. Right. Awesome. So they emailed a bunch of people links that had passwords, people scheduled appointments, and then they got a confirmation email saying, hey, your vaccine's been scheduled. If you want to reschedule it, use this link. Well, that link wasn't password protected. So that link got shared. So then thousands of appointments were made using the second link. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you think it through like two more steps? That's been really frustrating. Um, And the other thing is just, I realize that we're part of the problem, but like getting people to not feed into the frenzy of like, I have to have this right now. Like, cause you really kind of don't, you know, there are people, the elderly, the very immune compromised, they really do need the first vaccine available immediately. You know, teachers are going back in the classroom, um, first responders, but, but a lot of people that are in this frenzy don't need to be. And I think it's sort of clogging up the system for a lot of people, but you can't like, it's almost like Walmart on, on Black Friday. Like, do you really need that flat screen TV? Just because there's only two you think you do, but you could probably wait. You know what I mean? So that's been really frustrating too, but it's getting better as vaccines become more available for sure. Yeah, I started kind of just playing around with the system just to see. And then it became almost a game just to try to get one because it's fun to exactly. like, to ch- it's like a video game almost. Yeah, you feel like you're like, oh, my God, I got one. I scored one. It's like amazing. And so you have people actually doing that through the Facebook page who will, will match up with somebody and then find them. And is that how it works or do they find oh, it yeah. and then look for some? How's it kind of work with the volunteers? So we uh, we have a group called Finders. And actually, this um, the big group has now like split off. Like we have all these like messenger groups and separate groups for people who are looking to find vaccines. And that there's like 400 people just working on finding vaccines for people on the spreadsheet. So, you know, there's, there's a couple different kinds of people looking for appointments. There's the kind who are like totally unable to do anything on a computer at all. Like they literally can't do anything and they need help start to finish. And then there's people who probably could do stuff, but don't want to. And then there's people who really just need information. You know, so our finders are focusing on the people who really can't do anything. Like we have one um, gentleman who's legally blind, only has a landline, um, certainly is not on Facebook, you know, and, and really has no idea like what to do. So our finders found him um, vaccine appointments. And those kind of people are just top of the list for our finders. And then we just work down from there. So that's interesting. And I know, you know, KYW has a lot of older listeners. If somebody hears this and they're like, I'm not on Facebook um, and I'm just completely lost, I don't know how to find an appointment. How do they get on one of those lists? Well, so my staff will kill me for saying this, but they can call our office. Um, 
And it's hard because obviously like a Facebook group doesn't have a phone number, you know, so, but people do need to get there by way of other than Facebook. So yeah, they can call our office, they can email me and I'm just sort of doling out um, the requests to the appropriate people. And a lot of, a lot of older patients who maybe don't have the ability have adult children who are familiar with the Facebook group and they're sort of connecting um, that way. But yeah, I mean, if you can just get to us, we'll get the information to the the finders. This is awesome. I'm glad we had a chance to connect. Uh, anything that I didn't ask that I should have or anything you want to add or, or emphasize? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to emphasize that this is this is we're in a public health crisis. We're not like in a personal health crisis. And that's such an important distinction because. People are so mad when somebody they deem less worthy gets a vaccine, right? And that's not how it should be. First of all, we I can't judge looking at you whether you're healthy or not, you know? So we don't know what the circumstances are behind somebody getting a vaccine. And every vaccine that's given helps everybody. And that's become the mantra of our group is that... Um, a vaccine for anyone is a victory for everyone. And it really is because you getting a vaccine protects me. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that in this, again, this mad frenzy. So I would definitely stress that, like, don't worry, just because your neighbor got it, it's still super good for you. It's awesome to see what you've accomplished and 55,000 followers. I mean, that's that's amazing. It's amazing. It's a little, honestly, discouraging for me because I've had my practice Facebook page for like 15 years and I have 11,000 followers. I'm like, what the heck? What have I been doing wrong all these years? It's crazy, but it is. It's such a good thing. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwart. We'll have another episode out soon.